Welcome to the Jordan and Kristen Rickard Show. The world is falling apart, but you don't have to. Join Jordan and Kristen as they discuss the challenges that face us in our decaying world every day. God has a plan for you to have victory and to be a light in the darkness. As the Bible says, those who are wise will shine like the brightness of the heavens, and those who lead many to righteousness like the stars forever and ever. Now, here's Jordan and Kristen. All right, guys, good evening. Welcome to another edition of Jordan and Kristen Pray For You. We sure hope that your week is going well. Uh, we sure hope you also enjoyed our previous episode where Kristen and I announced our engagement. Kristen, by the way, you look absolutely lovely tonight. How's your uh, How's your hand doing? Is it getting heavy over there? Oh, it is. I just have to show one more time. Yeah, there it is. Or a thousand more times. <laughs> yeah, she just showed that a bunch of times. She went to a car dealer today and uh, guys wouldn't stop hitting on her. So thank God I had... Uh, I gave her that ring and she could kind of ward them off with it. It's like garlic to a vampire or something like that. <laughs> well, you look very lovely as well tonight. I In my it. trademark, uh, yes, uh, short sleeve polo shirt. Yeah. Oh, I love a monogram. Yeah. All right, guys, listen, um, I want to continue our relationship series. We actually kind of get back to it. And again, the reason we do the relationship series is, first of all, a lot of people are failing in their relationships. And they need to hear it. But also because there's a huge overlap, right, between our relationships with each other, in particular, our romantic relationships and our relationship with God. In fact, I'm quite convinced that God uses our romantic relationships to teach us more about how we're supposed to relate to him. And also he uses our relationship with him to teach us how to relate back to other people and in particular our partners. And the topic of today's message uh, is about the importance of creating good ground in a relationship. And here's what I mean by that. As we mentioned in our last episode, Kristen and I got engaged this past Saturday. So on Sunday, we had a celebratory dinner with my parents who have been married for over 40 years now. And we were just talking about marriage in general, and and they were giving some of their advice, some of which was more useful than others, I think. And Kristen mentioned that one of the things she likes about our relationship is that from the very beginning, we've created an environment where she can say anything that's on her mind, okay? And she feels comfortable doing that because I'm always open to it. I'm always receptive to it. I never diminish her. I never make her feel silly for saying things. I never react negatively against her, okay? What she was really telling my parents is that I create good ground for her to sow her thoughts into, and she does the same thing for me. Now, everybody knows it's important to communicate, but a lot of times when we think about communicating, we're just talking or thinking about the importance of expressing how we're feeling to the other person. And that's a big part of it, don't get me wrong, But for that to be effective, and in order to encourage that kind of expression, both partners have to commit to creating a safe environment where they both know they can express themselves and actually be heard and understood and received without fear of being shot down or shut down by the other person, all right? Jesus actually talks about this, and we don't think of Jesus giving marriage advice much. But if you understand, again, that our relationship with God is supposed to be informed by our relationships with each other and vice versa, then you can carry a lot of the same lessons over. And one of those lessons is when Jesus tells the parable of the farmer who casts his seed onto the ground. And he says some of it lands in thorny bushes, and some of it lands on hard ground, and some of it lands in shallow ground and was easily uprooted. But some of it lands in good ground where it takes root and it grew, okay? He was talking there about the word of God and how different people either take hold of it or they reject it. And 
that's true. And that's great for, you know, what he was talking about. But I think he was also talking about our relationships with each other because it's important that we keep this parable in mind and see the parallels here. All right. If Kristen says something to me and I react with hostility against her, oh, Kristen, I don't want to hear it. Just stop it. You're acting crazy. Knock it off. Get out of here. Stop bothering me with this nonsense. Well, that's thorny ground, right? Kristen's never going to come to me with any concerns because she'll be afraid of being attacked. It's not much better if I just totally reject what she says. Kristen, listen, okay, I appreciate what you're telling me, but I'm sorry, you're just wrong, okay? You don't know what you're talking about. I don't know why you're always acting like this. I don't know where you're getting these ideas from, all right, but you're just wrong about them. Well, that's very hard ground. I'm not being as hostile and I'm not being as nasty, but what she's saying is bouncing right off of me. I'm not listening at all, and she feels the rejection, all right? Now, the shallow ground is very similar. It's it's, it's simply paying her lip service. Okay, Kristen, yeah, all right, sure. Um, that, that's something we should work on. Thanks for bringing that up. Yeah, I get it. And maybe, you know, for a little while, I go through the motions of, you know, uh, acting like I I, uh, I was receiving what she was saying, but it, it never really takes root and we never solve the problem because I was never committed to changing in the first place or, or, or addressing whatever it was that her concern was. Maybe it wasn't about changing. Maybe she just needed some reassurance, but I never gave it to her because, you know, I wasn't really allowing this to get deep inside of me, I was just kind of paying her lip service so that she would, you know, uh, just stop, stop really bothering me with her concerns. Okay. Again, these aren't things I actually do. These are, would be examples of things not to do. All right. <laughs> In all of those examples, what's happening is the lines of communication are broken down really before they've even begun. And Kristen becomes afraid to say anything to me. And so she stops. Well, that's the worst thing that can happen. That's why so many of my friends will talk about how, for example, their woman just started complaining one day about something that happened nine months ago, and they can't even remember what it was. And the woman will say, well, you know what you did because she's been stewing over it the whole time, okay, because there wasn't an environment, there wasn't good ground that she could sew it into. And so instead, it stays bottled up inside, aggregated with a bunch of other stuff that just accumulates and grows out of proportion until someday it explodes. That's not what you want. You need to create good ground. And the good ground, here's a key word, the good ground is validation. Okay, the good ground is I'm glad you brought this to my attention. Thank you for sharing this with me. Okay, even if you don't really understand it at first, work through it. I know you're bringing this up not to criticize me, but because you care about the relationship and you want it to be better. And I'm frankly glad, Kristen, for the opportunity for you to tell me how we can love each other better and continue on our mission of making this the greatest romance of all time. All right. So you have to understand, a conversation should not be like a tennis match, which is adversarial. One person hits the ball and the, and the other person hits it back, okay? And they just keep hitting the ball back and forth until it lands on one person's side of the court and the other person wins because he scored, right? And maybe you start slamming the ball. Maybe you're trying to use trick shots or deception, or maybe you're just trying to outlast the other person. But the idea is to keep the ball on the other person's side of the net, all right? And when they can't, when they can't get over, then you've won the point. Well, that's not, the, that's not the goal, guys. The goal isn't to win. You're on the same team, okay? And that's what our national dialogue has become in America, especially when it comes to politics. But it's not conversational. It's combat. A conversation is more like a game of catch where both sides have to receive what the other side is sending them, and both sides have to have confidence the other side will actually catch what they're sending them successfully. Now, I'll start to wrap this up because you might logically ask, well, are you supposed to just receive everything the other person says? Because sometimes they're going to say things that are wrong. Okay, well, first of all, if we're talking about actually speaking with God, then yes, the answer is you should receive what he's saying because God is never wrong. But when you're talking about with your partner, 
Okay. First of all, you should receive what they're saying insofar as you should listen to it. But as far as the wisdom of, of what to do with it and actually how to listen to it properly, whenever Kristen and I have a conversation like this, one of these growing conversations where we're approaching a stepping stone that we don't want to trip over, but that we want to step up on, first, we go to the Lord in prayer and we tell him, God, be our eyes, be our ears, be our mouths, and make sure we're saying things that you want us to say. Make sure we're hearing the things you want us to hear. Remember, the Holy Spirit is called a helper, and he also gives us a gift of tongues and interpretations of tongues, right? And we typically think of tongues as people just uttering unintelligible sounds. But a lot of times when men and women are talking to each other, what they're saying is unintelligible to each other, even though they're speaking the same language, right? And so we need the Holy Spirit a lot of times both to speak through each other and to interpret for each other and do it with the fruits that only the Holy Spirit can bring, right? What are they again? Love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control. And if you bring that, if you bring the Holy Spirit in with you with those nine fruits of the Spirit, then you'll create that good ground that serves as the foundation for every successful relationship. That's my message for you tonight. Wow. I think everyone listening just realized why, if they haven't before, why I fell in love with you. Um, <laughs> that was amazing and very, very true. Uh, I will um, definitely say you have always, always given me that good ground since the first time I, I met you, since the first time I talked to you, since the first time I brought something up, you have always uh, given me that good good ground to be able to voice my opinion and to receive in love and, and to have a conversation. Um, and I've always felt like we're on the same team and that's, that's, you're right. That's what's so important. You're like the Christian Dr. Phil. So yeah. there's also a lot of wisdom because there are sometimes you'll say things to me and my maybe reaction on the inside is, Oh, this isn't really a big deal. Why is she bringing, you know, this is, this isn't who cares. And if you want to have a mediocre relationship, then you can live with a lot of things that aren't a big deal. Okay. But if you want to have a great relationship, you want to have the greatest relationship of all time, which is what you and I strive to have, then you find that actually, if you will, if I find that if I will just shut that part of my brain up for a second and actually listen to what you're saying, and then I, I start to understand why you're saying it. And when I understand, when I get to that level, not just the what, but also the why, okay, then I can appreciate it on a deeper level. And then then we're on the same page. Because usually, because you and I are on the same page as far as wanting to build a relationship up to be the greatest it can be. But when you stop and just pause for a minute, instead of just reacting to the what, that's when you understand the why. And that's when you guys start to really um, communicate, uh, not just on a one-on-one -on -one level, but as, as one actual being, if that makes sense. Absolutely. I love how you drew the illustration, the, that, the, you know, speaking in tongues and the interpretation of, t of tongues is like the communication between, uh, you know, in partners communication that the Holy Spirit has to communicate for you as well. So that, that's really good. Um, you know, that's, that's the thing of, of always being, and it's on both sides. It's, it's being, having the wisdom to send the message the right way. Mm -hmm. And to receive it because you also send when you have something you want to say or I say something, we've learned to send it the right way so it can be received the right way. And then, like you said, a game of catch. So, so awesome. I love how you compared it to the seed um, that Jesus was talking about, about the different ground. 
that was really a really great connection. I think this was one of those sermons that I thought of when you and I were just talking on the phone and you said something and I said something back and I was like, that's actually a pretty good sermon. I'm just going to write that down. <laughs> it's good. It's, it's weird. Good. Ever since we started doing this, I just like, I start thinking in terms of sermons. I know. I love it. I love it. It's so, it's so awesome how God just gives you that, that wisdom. But I just awesome. want to say hi to a bunch of people before you pray, Chris. I just want to say hi yeah. to a bunch of people for, to Aster. Uh, thanks for joining us, Aster, Mac, uh, Riza Buenaventura, one of our good friends, also joining us, Dario uh, uh, Iguzabal, nice to see you, David, uh, uh, Judah Ephraim, we, we prayed for you, I think last, uh, I think on Monday we prayed for you, uh, Aliyah also, Jen Fulm, uh, one of my friends, Wendy, is joining us, Lorenza and Lorna, and uh, many others. All right, Kristen, why don't you do me a favor, pray for all these good people who are listening, that's really what they tune in for, they, they didn't tune in for my sermon, they tuned in because um, you're the greatest blessing here and you're going to bless all these people with one of your amazing prayers, which is really why we started the show. Cause I wanted, I just, you have this incredible talent and this incredible gift of the spirit. I just needed to share it with the whole world. So why don't you do that for us? Oh, you definitely build me up and affirm me. (laughs) So, okay. So the verse I want to use tonight is uh, Isaiah 51 11. And it says the ransomed of the Lord shall return and come to Zion with singing, with everlasting joy. They shall obtain joy and gladness. Sorrow and sighing will flee away. God, thank you. We cry out to you. Our hearts ache for heaven, which is our home. The more we see things on this earth that happen in politics and just in the news and all different things that are happening, the more our heart aches for eternity, our heart aches for you, God. Our heart aches for the day where sorrow and sighing flee away completely, where no more tears will be shed, where we will, where we will see you face to face. But God, if we are on this earth, as long as we are on this earth, as long as we are, have breath in our lungs, you have a purpose for us. I pray for the person tonight in this world, Lord, who feels like they're just wandering without purpose, who feels like they may have a masked smile on the outside, but are dying on the inside or starving on the inside or starving for uh, purpose or starving for love, attention, and, and, and just more of you, God. Our hearts reach out for you. Help us to have the balance, Lord, of being able to live with you and, 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 just have that that place where we're we're living in the spirit we're living for eternity and heaven is our home and and this is just our temporary home and we're living in communication deep communication with you god and on the same team and and in that deep relationship as your bride help us to have that balance but also to have the balance of knowing that we are put on this earth for a reason, that you have a reason for us every single day. You have no wasted day. You have no wasted time that we are put on the earth every single day. Help us to make the most of every day that you put it before us, Lord. Lord, you conquered death. And with that, you conquered all things that the the enemy would try to do. All of his plans were, were thwarted and your spirit lives in us, God. And we are your spirit on this earth, God. Help us to be that. Help us to be the best representation we can be. Help us to live with your joy and your singing and and just have 
emanate that presence, God, and in the atmosphere, your atmosphere, everywhere we go, like a beautiful fragrance. And everyone who is within our realm of influence will just, will just, just come to know you, God. We'll just like, just like, just like in the Bible, the great men of the Bible, the sons of thunder, as they call them, who went throughout the the world. And Lord, people just by their shadow would become blessed. People by their shadow would become saved. Lord, let that be us. This is the new generation. And when I say generation, I mean one to 99. It's not an age category thing. It means the people put on this earth for now, God, you saved us for this time in history, for all that is going on. And yes, are there things that are going on that are that are terrible and tragic? Yes, but God, your brightest lights shine in the darkest places. So now is the moment that you have called us for such a time as this, just like Queen Esther, and we boldly approach your throne, asking you to take us to where you have what you have for us, God. You have something for us, each and every one of us, that only we can do. Each and every one of us has a unique spiritual blueprint for this world, Lord. And we will take territory and we have a promised land that you are calling us to conquer. So in Jesus name, we push back against the plans of the enemy and we defeat him by the power and authority of Jesus. And we draw out our sword of the spirit and pierce the darkness with your glorious light and pierce the darkness with you, God. And every time we pierce the darkness by by praying, by helping somebody, by being doing what you've called us to do in your purpose, by living in your joy and your peace and your patience and your kindness. We are breaking down the walls of the enemy and, and just opening up the doors for you to come through our King of Kings and Lord of Lords. In Jesus' name, amen. Excellent. Awesome job. Awesome job. And Thank you. everybody can see, you know, why I fell in love with you. And it's just actually quite amazing that I get to... Um, have you praying over me like that basically every night and every morning. And it's the greatest blessing of my life. So thank you for being mine again, Miss Kristen. Well, thank you for being mine. Okay. (laughs) You're welcome. (laughs) Um, My privilege. Okay. So Kristen, I'm going to ask you to kick off. we got a bunch of prayer requests tonight for family related things. And you got the list here, Kristen? Yes. All right. So we're going to add one more to those. Someone just wrote in, just add Vikram uh, for family and health. Just add that on top. But we have one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, ten of them, I guess now. Ten prayer requests for family. So, Kristen, if you could do those, then I'll do the ones for finances and stuff. Sure, sure. Um, Lord, you love the family, and we, we want to pray for these families to just have a greater unity with you as the head of their households, as the head of, of everything, God, in Jesus' name. For Nosheba, who says her prayer request for the family Um, is for rebonding. Her younger brother and his family left home. Their mother is a single parent. um, And uh, she also requests for her marriage. Um, uh, She's a teacher with a master's degree in English. I'm not sure if she is asking for uh, a partner or or for for the marriage that is already in place. But either way, God, you know, you know what Nashiba needs. So we pray for that in Jesus' name. We pray for the, the prodigal son um, to come home. We pray for that free bonding. And we pray for her mom who holds up their entire family. Lord, be you, you love the widow. You have such a heart for the widow. God, be her husband and be her provider, God. And for Nesheba herself, Lord, give her a wonderful God-centered marriage that would make her the, happy, the happiest of all, Lord. Give her that that not just happiness, give her deep 
peace and joy and give her purpose with her job and everything she does. Irene says, can you pray for my children? They get into mischief, especially my youngest boy, David. His teacher is complaining about him. He doesn't take interest in school. He never listens to the teachers. Please, I need prayers. Uh, so I, for Irene, I just pray for all of your kids, and I pray that what the enemy meant for bad, the Lord will use for good. I pray uh, against a spirit of rebellion or anything that is hindering um, their growth. But I also pray that whatever that spirit that um, that needs to be harnessed um, and controlled um, would not be crushed in David. Um, we pray for if he has a um, whatever that is that that maybe he has more of a a freedom, a gift of freedom that God has given him, and he just needs to learn how to cultivate it and hone it into what God has for him. So we know that it's important to listen to authority and teachers and and to do what he needs to do. And we, we pray for that, but we also pray that God would cultivate the special thing that he's doing in David and all of your kids and for them to to follow Jesus in all of their days and just have a greater a greater love and passion for him. For our fan, we pray for your family, our fan. We pray that each of them will come to know Jesus in a deep, deep way. Rossi says the salvation of her entire household, healing, restoration of her health, stability in her husband's finances, guidance and protections of ev- protection of every family member. Rossi, we pray for salvation that each of your the people in your household will come to know Christ in Jesus name, that they would just, that the spirit of the Lord, it's a spiritual battle, right? So you've got the Lord. And as you praise Jesus, and as you, as you just be Jesus in your household, that, that, that there will be no room for the enemy in that household and people will just come to know Christ and and your entire family. It'll be a a revival. We pray for that to happen. We pray for your, your healing, total restoration as you praise the Lord through that whatever is going on in your health and your husband's finances. We pray for provision. God, just do your work, Lord. Just send your warring angels around Rossi's entire home and take and just tear down the veil of, of every family member who, who is searching for you. For Hazuli, we pray, pray for his family in India. In Jesus' name, come and guide their steps. Guide every single one of their steps. Give them just an intense love for you. Silvia says, pray for my parents and me. Lord Jesus, I pray for that family. For Julie, we pray for her children in Jesus' name to, to, to walk in your way for, and when they're older and to not depart from it. For Rob Feely, we pray for his family and for the protection to not let the coronavirus harm them. And for Mandy, we pray for her family in Jesus' name. And for um, Rafiki, I think it was, we pray for his family as well. In Jesus' name, we pray for each one of these precious people. We pray for revival to start in their hearts and in their families' hearts and for it to spread in the entire globe. We pray for a legacy to be born in each of these families that cannot be shaken, that uh, a firm foundation on you, and that would trickle down in every area of their lives. In Jesus' name, amen. And did you mention Vikram there? Vikram. In Jesus' name, we pray for Vikram. We pray for their his family, for their health, for their well-being. In every single way, Lord, we pray, we pray um, that you would just surround him and surround the, the family, Lord, the, his entire family. Break any 
any chains, any bondage that needs to be broken over his family. I feel like the reason I forgot him is not because I forgot, um, is not because you forgot, Lord. He needed his own separate prayer. I don't know what he's facing right now, but I do pray in particular for Vikram's entire family, for chains to be broken and lives to be healed. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. And while you were doing that, we were joined by a special guest, as you can see. This is Mr. Roki. We decided he wants to join our show tonight and uh, invade the room. So I'm going to let him. Here we go, pal. Here we go. Does he need prayer for his eye? No, he's fine. No, that's the other cat. Oh, but they're okay. fine. Actually, he needs prayer uh, for his lip, but we can do that later. Yeah. <laughs> all right. Well, let's do our uh, financial prayers. Kristen, that was a real marathon, but thank you for, for doing all that. Lorna writes in just now and says, please pray for my tuition. 6,500 is due on Monday. Ruth is praying for financial breakthrough and healing. Asif is praying for financial aid because he's jobless and not able to pay for his kids' school fees for five months and can't buy food packages and medicines for his family. Rich Hill says, please pray for my financial problems. Kindu says, please pray for me to get a new job. Stay blessed. And Sharon says, please pray for my finances. Well, Father God, we thank you for Lorna, for Ruth, Asif, Rashil, Kindu, and Sharon. And God, we thank you for you. We thank you that you are um, the wealthiest, the wealthiest parent uh, in the entire world. God, I was, I was, uh, Chris and I were talking the night, and you know this, and we were talking about some guy we know who makes a lot of money, and uh, you know how he's paying. I think it was almost eighty thousand dollars for his kid to go to college, and we said, you know what, though, God. Because, you know, someday we're going to have kids, but we know that you're our provider and we're not going to worry about things like that. And God, I know that you're the provider for Lorna, for Ruth, Asif, Rashil, Kindu, and Sharon. We thank you for them. We we thank you, God, that we don't serve a God of lack. We don't serve a God of poverty. We serve a God of provision. Your word says that if we do what's right, you bless our food and water and keep sickness far from us. You also said that if we bring all of our tithes into the storehouse, that you'll give us a, a blessing so abundant that we won't have room enough to contain it. So Father God, I pray if these people aren't tithing, that you impress upon them the importance of doing so. But if they are, God, I thank you for the abundant blessing that's coming. And, you know, it's funny when someone says, I need tuition 6,500 by Monday, and it seems like it's impossible. But God, you make a way where there is no way. So God, we thank you for these miracles, and we ask that these people receive it, and we ask that it be done in, in, in good time. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. All right, Chris, next on the list, the yellow ones I've highlighted for you. Those I, I'm starting to color code as yellow, um, things involving like some spiritual. kind of spiritual breakthrough. Yes. All right. For Chinone, Chinone we, yay, we pray for a total breakthrough. I love that. In Jesus' name, total breakthrough. God, when you break through, when you... When we ask you for prayer, sometimes we feel uh, we put you as if you're you're on our level, like you need only one thing at a time. Like, uh, okay, well, I'll just ask you for this much or or that. But you're a god of abundance, so total breakthrough means total breakthrough in every area: spiritual, financial, relationship, um, you know, healing, everything. God, everything dreams and purpose. We pray that for Chinonye's life in Jesus' name and, and his or her entire family. Um, for Karun, says play, pray for Ryan. Just got out of a coma. He doesn't believe in God. We are praying that we are praying that he saw Jesus. Lord Jesus, first of all, we thank you that Ryan just got out of a coma. 
that is a life-changing event for Ryan to know the miracle. May he know in his spirit. You know, there's so many uh, instances in the Bible where you do miracles and, and, and today as well. And it's life-changing for people and other people refuse to see that as a miracle. And without the Holy Spirit, some people will just rationalize things away. So we pray that Ryan, that the Holy Spirit would get hold of Ryan in a deep, deep way and go past his logical brain and go past all of those things. And he would realize that Jesus, you are the one that healed him. You are the one that, um, that got him out of that, that coma and that you are the one who has a purpose for his life. And so we pray that he would, would just embrace you and you would break down the barrier for Casey says my, my spiritual life. I'm in a difficult situation. I don't know what Casey's going through. Sometimes it's even hard to, we, we don't even know what we are going through. There's just so much going on. And so I just pray that you would surround Casey, Lord, surround her with, with your love and with your light and peace, knowing that even as the scripture says, when you pass through the waters, they will not harm you. When you go through the fire, it will not, it will not burn you. And that's what I'm feeling for Casey. Lord, you have such a beautiful plan for her life. And though she might have to go through something, she is not going to be scathed at all by that experience. Give her the peace, Lord, and help her to go through whatever she needs to go through with your love and light and your spirit on her. In Jesus' name, amen. And Kristen, as long as you're on that topic, someone else just wrote in on it. Uh, Riza Buenaventura, one of our uh, our regular listeners, says, please, please pray for my mom to accept Jesus in her life and pray for my sisters and brothers. Um, she says to accept whatever happened to our mother and take away our pain in our heart. She's kind of being vague and peaceful. Give us peace and be strong and to have restoration to our relationship with my family. Well, Risa, we do. We pray for your entire family to accept Jesus, to not have bitterness, to have the ground um, that if there's any weeds growing in the ground of their heart, um, to for God, you know, like I say before, what, what the enemy meant for bad, God means for good, To for God to toil up that soil and that ground, so for them to be allowed to grieve and, and, and say, God, I, I'm hurting about this or I'm, uh, whatever, and, and to open their hearts to a relationship, a deep knowledge of him and a deep and accept Jesus. And we pray that for your entire family. We pray that with, with your the uh, whole situation with your mom. We just pray for God's peace to shower around you and for their eyes to be opened. And just like in the scripture verse where it says their eyes were open and he, they recognized him, that they would recognize the Lord and, and the spirit of the Lord and the grace of Jesus in their lives. In Jesus' name, amen. Kristen, I'm going to go a little bit out of order here. I'm going to take the dark blue ones, which are representative of hardship, because uh, there's another one I'm going to add to it. Zishan says, brother, uh, I do distributions every Sunday in 45 for 45 for poor Christian families. I'm not able, but doing it with friends helping. I need help for this just chain of food distribution. Osvaldo, who wrote us, wrote to us in Spanish, and I think I'm translating this right, says, I'm going through a very hard process in my life. I ask for your support. Saraji prays for his ongoing trial, that it be over soon. Peter Russell writes to us just now and says, uh, uh, his wife and the relationship between his wife and her biological father was already strained. Um, but the short version of it is 
the father thinks that Peter is not good enough to be married to his daughter because Peter has a mild form of all or battles with a mild form of autism. And um, it's obviously creating a hardship for Peter. I'm also going to add Lokesh, who just says, pray for me. And Dilly says, prayer is greatly needed. So we're talking about six different people here. God, we, we thank you for blessing us with these people. And God, we pray that you bless them also. God, first of all, we pray you bless the work of Zishan's hands in feeding these Christian families, but also reward him. God, he's doing he's doing the work of Christ right there. Your word says, whatsoever you do unto the least of these, so have you done unto me. And so, Father God, we thank you that you're going to bless Zishan and help him feed not just 45, but 45 times 45 poor Christian families. And even, even non-Christian families, uh, Muslim families, atheist families, anywhere, he's going to feed them. And those people are going to come to Christ when they see the love of Christ through him. God, for Osvaldo and Siraj and Lokesh and Dili, who all are just going through different hardships, Father God, we pray for these people. We lift them up to you. God, your word says you are our rock. You are our strong tower. The righteous run into it and they are safe. God, be the strong tower for Osvaldo, Siraj, Lokesh, and Dili. And God, as far as our friend Peter Russell here, first of all, I know you didn't bring Peter and his marriage this far for it to fail because in the, in the time that Kristen and I have been praying for these people, we've seen the impossible already happen in this relationship. And we've seen something that was left for dead come back to life. Almost like, uh, I think it's, is it not, is it Isaiah, I think, who sees all those dry bones, new covered with flesh um, when the winds come in from the North, the South, the East and the West. That's what I, you know, basically Peter's marital life was like that. God, I pray that you use Peter to bring his wife's father to Christ and that you convict that person. Your word says that no weapon formed against us will prosper and we will refute every false tongue. And so, God, I pray that you convict his father-in-law over um, what he's saying about Peter, but also, God, that Peter just uses this, turns it around on the enemy. Peter, I did a, a sermon a few days ago on the importance of causing the enemy's plans to backfire. I want you to cause this plan to backfire too. You're going to bring Ashton's father-in-law to Christ by showing how you're the better person, by showing how forgiving you are and how loving you are. And I pray that, that God gives you an opportunity to help him in something. And by doing that, that you lead, lead him to Christ. In Jesus' name, amen. Very good. All right, Kristen, could you pray for the light blue people who are believing for uh, children? Sure. Do you want me to add Robbie to that? Which one's Robbie? The very last one. It just says pray for us. I don't know what that means. I did, I haven't gotten to Nashobo, Irene, or Robbie yet. Okay. You can okay. add all three of those if you want. Um, Nashobo and Irene, I did. Oh, okay. Oh, yeah, because it just said attached. Does that mean they're looking to get married or something? No, no, no. Uh, <laughs> we, we did those. Those were the ones I attached uh, oh, there was an attachment. Oh, yeah. I then, yes. Then please, then add, I'm sorry, I didn't understand what that meant. Yes, please add Robbie to your your prayers here. We'll wrap them up. Absolutely. Okay. So, Lord, we pray for Joyce, who is from Nigeria, is saying she wants divine visitation, the closer to God, and she wants the fruit of the womb. Meaning, so she wants, Lord, she's asking for a deeper, stronger relationship with you. She wants. She craves you. She wants to see your face, God. She wants to know you, God. She wants to 
have a divine encounter with her, with you, God, and you never turn anyone away for that, God. Or um, so just, just do that for her and bless her with children, Lord, as she's asking you for a healthy, beautiful children. Wasim says, my wife and I have been married for six years and we still don't have kids. Pray for us. Lord, come into this marriage and marriages like this where there's frustration about wondering and, and asking, Lord, um, of your timing and questioning. Um, and that can go for anything. A lot of people question God's timing and things. But Lord, we know that you deliver on your promises, God. You are not a man that you should lie. So come in to this marriage and marriages like this, Lord, and bless them with children, Lord, and, and healthy children, again, that honor you and glorify you. Give them the desire of their heart. And for Robbie, we pray for his family, pray for their entire family, Lord, to just come to know you in a new, fresh way. In Jesus' name, amen. And uh, uh, I'm tell- telling you, we're going to have so many kids born. Um, I know. <laughs> I know. And by the way, as I was praying for Peter and saying those things about um, turning us on the enemy's head and and bringing the father-in-law to Christ, Peter wrote, uh, I was just thinking about that. So that's probably confirmation. All right. Absolutely. My beautiful future wife, will you please um, go ahead and lead everybody in the call to salvation? And Riza, listen, you know, you want your mom to accept Jesus. Listen to what Kristen prays here. And even if your mom isn't praying it with her, just re- memorize the prayer or something close to it. And, uh, and and you can say it to your mom. Okay, go ahead, Kristen. Okay, future husband. Here I go. Um, if you would like to accept Jesus as your Lord and Savior, this is the perfect opportunity. Just follow after me. Dear Jesus. I admit that I have sinned. I ask you to come into my heart. Forgive me of my sins. I make you my Lord and Savior. And I will follow you all the days of my life. In Jesus' name. Amen. If you prayed that prayer, we're so excited. Just uh, send us a message or comment on the video. We want to know about it. All right, guys. Thanks so much for joining us again tonight. Don't forget to please like and share the videos. That's um, the best way to fulfill everyone's missionary requirement here. You never know who's going to see it. You never know who's going to get saved. I'd be willing to bet that you know there are people when you get to heaven that God's going to say, hey, do you know that, that this person got saved because you shared that video or, or whatever? I mean, it's an easy way to do it. Of course, you could also see the opposite happening, like, you know, so-and-so didn't get saved because, you know, you didn't do your part, whatever. I'm not trying to threaten you. I'm just telling you this is why, uh, th- th- this is the stakes, okay, guys? This is what we're uh, we're fighting for here. So, guys, listen, thanks again for joining us. We'll see you in two days. We'll see you Friday night, 7.30 Eastern Standard Time. And as always, be blessed and be a blessing. Bye, everybody. Thank you for joining us. Don't forget to follow Jordan and Kristen Ministries on Facebook, YouTube, and iTunes. And remember to tune in next week and every week on Tuesdays at 845 on WMCA The Mission, AM 570 and FM 102.3. Amazing grace.